Hey everybody, welcome back to Going for Two with Jack Taylor. Uh, my name is Jack Taylor. My name's Hunter too. And it is Super Bulldog Weekend once again. Um, gonna be the biggest one possibly ever. And we have our, uh, we're, we're, we're in a down year. Mississippi State baseball fans are crazy. But yeah, yeah. it just falls in the year where Super Bulldog Weekend can be for the Ole Miss series. And, um, you know, you've got a, a series, the the two past national champions, the two most recent national champions in the, in the sport, and they just so happen to be the two worst teams in the SEC. So um, it's crazy that these two teams are playing Super Bulldog Weekend, and it's not even like a top three matchup, not even in the country, but not even, not in the conference. So it's a weird one. Um, doesn't seem like a year where an attendance record should be broken, but that's exactly what's going to happen. And um, how many we things are, super... are happening this Super Bowl dog weekend? It's Wait, like what? Polk statue, mm-hmm. the Brett Eldridge concert, yeah, spring game, spring game, Saturday baseball game with like 20,000 people. Um, what softball series is it? I think Alabama's here. Oh, wow, okay. So, They're like, only giving uh, Ron Polk statue replicas to the first 2,000 fans. Do you think it's yeah. going to be like the size of Ron Polk? <laughs> well, the statue's not going to be the size of Ron Polk because it's like seven feet tall. But It also um, kind Never mind. What? Nothing. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Um, before <clears throat> we get into all this, we, we, we are going to uh, review the UAB game that we... Um, Played on Tuesday night in Birmingham, and then we're going to get into the uh, Ole Miss talk. This this series coming up this weekend. Going to talk about some um, other big series happening around the country. Some have already started uh, here on Thursday night as we're recording. Um, but before we get into all that, we wanted to do. Um, it's not necessarily an AI motivation, but you know, big in-state rivalry, um, state of Mississippi. We, we, we wanted to get some AI uh, feedback on um, the top towns, top cities to live in in the state of Mississippi. So bear with us as we go through the top 25 cities to live in in the state of Mississippi according to AI, and we'll even get some honorable mentions afterwards. So bear with us um, as I read through this list. You ready, huh? Yeah, yeah. You, you going to go for it? Yeah, I got it. All right, so starting at 25, uh, Corinth, Clarksdale, Long Beach, Laurel, L-Town, I mean, hometown, come on, um, Hernando, Ocean Springs, Gautier, Vicksburg, Pascagoula, Columbus, Ridgeland, Brandon, Horn Lake, Clinton, Madison, and now we're getting into the top 10. How did Madison not make it in the top 10? Um, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, isn't yeah. It? I mean, can't question it. Uh, now we're in the top ten. Ten is Pearl. We have Meridian. You can Tupelo. question AI. You can question AI. <laughs> Tupelo, Olive Branch, Hattiesburg, Biloxi. Biloxi is five. Top five now. Now we have South Haven at four. Gulfport at three. Jackson at two. Not true. Um, so somebody's getting left off this list. A college town is getting left off this list. Is it gonna be? No. Is it gonna be Cleveland? Cleveland, Mississippi, getting left <laughs> off. Number one town to live in 
in the city to live in in Mississippi, according to AI, is Starkville, Mississippi. Can't argue so, with AI. Can't argue with it. Uh, can't um, question it. Can't argue with it. Um, honorable mention. I just wanted to, to throw these out there. Um, <laughs> Silverina, Learned, Doddsville, Gatman, and uh, Satarsha. I don't. Satar. <laughs> I don't know. Can't question AI. Population either. of forty-one. Population of forty-one people. I mean, they got it going on. Whatever they got going on, Satarsha. Um, I'm interested in Learned. I, I could I, I've, I've, I've heard of Learned. I think a tornado may have hit it. Yeah, I have heard of it. Uh, the other ones are, are new to me, but, you know, I, I'm interested in, in broadening my horizons. So I'll go to any of these places, but um, I'm sure they all have nicer baseball stadiums than Swayze. So, yeah, there we go. Sorry, Oxford missed the cut, but, um, you know. It's crazy, isn't it? It's a cold mm-hmm. world, AI. Cold world. All right, let's get into this uh, midweek review of the UAB game. We're not going to harp on this too much. Um, UAB is a really bad baseball team. They have uh, single-digit home runs for the entire team going into our game against them. They did hit one against this uh, that got them to double digits on the year with 10 now. Um, but a really bad baseball team. They have a losing record. They don't hit very well. And although I do like just associate them as being you know up there with like the louisiana lafayette and uh maybe even like samford like i i I just assume uab is like up there with like these teams that make it to the postseason but that's not the case uab is just not a good baseball program um and yeah we 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 should have beaten them and we did um not as nearly as convincing as i thought it should have been uh but anyway um I want to start this off by saying we're 15 and one now in games where we walk five batters or less. Parker Stinnett, who started the game in his two innings of work, uh, he walked four, um, which I mean he just that that seems to be like what we took from his outing. Is just he was just walking guys, wasn't very sharp. Um, but those are the only four walks that Mississippi State had the entire game. So um, the next seven innings uh, across. Um, Four different pitchers. We didn't walk a single batter. Um, so that was good to see. You know, um, seven innings of, of walkless baseball, just guys throwing strikes. And although it's not a great hitting team, like that just that's just what you have to do. You have to throw strikes to to get batters out. So um, yeah. So what you want to get into what we saw specifically from these pitchers? Um, yeah. Let me let me pull up the stats. My I don't I don't know why my thing's not really pulling up. Um, okay. I'll. I'll do the do Parker and Evan real quick. Yeah. Like I said, uh, Parker he walked four, but didn't give up any runs in his two two innings of work. Evan Thierry came in for the next two innings and he allowed four hits and three runs. Um, yeah. Like I said, UAB just a really bad hitting team, so it was kind of uh, discouraging seeing Thierry get hit around like that. Thierry's been a pretty um, like dependable reliever for most of the year, even though he's a true freshman. Um, this may have just been an off night for him, but seeing you know a, a team that's batting two twenty two on the year with, like I said, very few home runs, seeing them get a home run off of him and string together a few hits was was a little disheartening. But you know he's a freshman and hopefully he can learn from it. Um, beyond those two guys, I, everything else was was pretty close to perfect. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, what did you see from these next three guys? Yeah, um, Tyson came in and I, I thought he had one of one of his better outings of the year. 
Uh, only gave right. up one hit out there. He still did his thing where he looked weirdly off balance um, after all of his pitches. Yeah, um, it is. He's like not in a fielding position at all. And, and it's just like always finishes. kind of falling and like looking down at the mound. It's, yeah. <laughs> I don't. It was it was a turf, bro. I promise the sod's not messed up. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what's up with that. But he got out of his two innings with uh, 28 pitches. And then we go Aaron Nixon and he goes two innings. Um, perfect through his uh, no hits no walks um yeah two strikeouts 25 pitches and mm-hmm. that 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 was really good to see from him right yeah I, I have here like those three guys uh i don't know if you mentioned tapper but he he had one inning in there oh, but yeah. tapper tyson harden and aaron nixon threw five innings and they faced the minimum in their five innings they only had one base runner it was the base hit on tyson harden um but he was uh, erased by um like trying to steal a base uh, later that inning. So face the minimum in five innings for three relievers. Harden and Tapper are like guys that haven't really been, you know, sharp their last few outings. So it was good to see that. I mean, just like we said, Sierra, you know, kind of had an off night. Is on the very on the flip side, you know, Tapper and Harden kind of turning it around. And it wasn't like it was some... a very comfortable game either. Like right. I mean, it's, it's not seven like to three them. against a team like you're not really supposed to be. They're, they're not supposed to be hanging around. With it was like you, a so. five run game. Like yeah, I mean, it's not not definitely not out of reach. It was five to three in the like, seventh until the seventh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're go- we're coming into an SEC like a couple of series in a row, like very winnable games between Ole Miss and Auburn, and so having you know a bullpen uh, deeper than than normal it is going to be really really helpful you know these teams they can still hit the ball so we, we need pitchers to just come out of the bullpen and perform really really well um and you know although I'm, i wouldn't be excited no matter what the circumstances to see tyson harden or even tapper at this point to come out of the bullpen you know if if they can come out and get an inning here and there it's 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 worth it so mm-hmm. um i i really do like these midweeks because it gives guys chances to kind of redeem themselves in in what we think about them uh in SEC weekends. Yeah. So, um, on the hitting side, uh, had a really loud start. Um, Dakota Jordan had another home run, a three run shot at the beginning of the game, followed up, uh, by Luke Hancock, who went back to back with him. Um, Ledbetter had a home run later in the game to kind of extend our lead and Ledbetter and Forsyth are the only guys that had multi-hit games. Um, so good to see Forsyth get on base a few times. Um, he did commit an error in this game, his 12th of the year, which is the most in the SEC for any position player. Um, that's, oh, man. It's not great. It's just not good. <laughs> um, it is just bizarre. Like, I, I know how many times we've talked about last year how good of a defensive team we were, and he was a part of that. He had, like, four errors on the year, and it is just this would this is just bizarre his third year in the sec and he's played perfect shortstop at the highest level of college baseball um like in the college world series he played errorless baseball um and it's just it's it really is bizarre seeing him seeing him struggle this bad but yeah it's 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 not great yeah that's all that we have in the UAB game. Like I said, not going to talk about it too much, but glad we were able to come away with a win in that one. Um, last year, it was even more difficult to beat UAB in a midweek. I had to come from a walk-off 
home run from Hunter Hines. So uh, is a, a little bit of an improvement, I guess. But um, now moving into our preview of the Ole Miss series, like I said, Super Bulldog weekend, um, record crowds of could be north of uh, 20,000 people in attendance for the um, Saturday game. I have doubts that that's going to happen, especially because I saw a little bit of rain in the forecast. But um, I think it's definitely going to clear 15,000. Um, and I've I've seen the scoreboard say 15,000 at games before where I'm pretty sure that that number was kind of juiced a little bit. Um, if you see that the number is north of 20,000, it's probably going to be closer to like 1718. I was thinking the opposite. I was thinking that it may be 20, but it'll say 17. You think? To give us like room in the future to break okay. it again. That's, that's, a good, that's a good point. But like, I've been at games where it's like hard to walk through the concourse and they, they that will have like a lower attendance than a game where you can, there's really like not really too many people standing up. Like yeah. the, the numbers, it it's not really like a uniform system like game one game one nor game two stanford didn't feel like didn't feel as packed as like Like notre dame notre dame any of them yeah um that's that's exactly right so i don't know if like regular season and postseason are counted different i'm sure the ncaa you know puts something in there to regulate regulate it but at the end of the day i mean Mississippi State can put whatever they want to on the scoreboard. Which I guess. I guess all of our biggest numbers are. Yeah, it's either Super Bulldog Weekend or Super Regional. No, they're all of the largest are Super Regional, right? Isn't I the think largest the, the most the ever Clemson is one? a Super Bulldog Weekend against Ole Miss in like twenty fourteen? I thought the largest was the Clemson game. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forget about that one. Fans are like on the field after the game. It's weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it really is crazy, you know, previewing this series, talking about it and, you know, thinking that, you know, 2021, like it was number three versus number six in the country, like the most, you know, amped up series in the country in this week. But now it's like the loser of the series is, you know, don't say it, dead. don't say it, don't loser say it. Of the series is like dead last in the SEC, you know, um, <laughs> And some would say that their season is over. Some would say that there's no chance that they could dig themselves out of this hole. Um, but yeah, I mean, we say all this, but like, I still have faith in Mississippi State um, because we still have some winnable series coming up. You know, a couple in a row. Um, just just won a winnable, uh, just won a winnable series against Alabama, where it very well could have just you know. Uh, just give it up and lost that one. You know, after we get run ruled in game two, um, but we fought back, we won it, and there, there's still some resilience on this team, even when you know, the you look on Twitter and it's like this hopeless wasteland. It seems like, um, and maybe seeing a little bit of that in Ole Miss too, because getting a win against Arkansas last weekend was really big. Um, got a win at Texas A&M a couple weekends ago too. So uh, they haven't won a series yet, but I, I know they're hungry for one. Um, their offense is really good. It, it's 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 up there with us um, in like talent wise. Um, actually, very very similar numbers. And we'll we'll talk about Kemp Alderman and and uh, Hunter Hines and their similarities in just a little bit. But 
it, it really is like these two teams kind of mirror each other and Ole Miss is a little bit more closely related to the team that we had last year like a talented team but pitching uh injuries and struggles just are holding you back and it, it sucks seeing that right like the year after a national championship game uh, or uh, a national championship win dang it's crazy so, isn't it man yeah a lot of people probably having to go back and delete some tweets that they made about us last year. So, yeah. anyway, Man, that's wild. Um, so yeah, we're gonna look at the pitching matchups real quick, and then we can kind of look at the offenses in a minute. But uh, Friday night, we are um, kind of speculating on who Ole Miss is gonna throw, but we know Mississippi State's throwing Cade Smith. So Cade Smith versus Jack Doherty. Um, Jack Doherty is a is a right-handed pitcher. He's been their Friday night guy ever since Elliott left. Um, with an injury early in the year. Um, the the worst ERA of any of the starters that we're going to see, 6.57 ERA, but he's only walked 11 guys the whole year. Um, I think, let me see how many appearances he has. Um, great podcasting. In eight games, eight, eight appearances, he has only walked eight batters. So what's so, his ERA? 6.57. Oh, okay. Uh, wait oh oh, okay for a second i was looking i was thought i was looking at last year's and i was like wait that's the same as last year's but (laughs) yeah Um, (laughs) right the craziest stat i've seen about him his opponent's batting average against um like what guys are hitting off of him their batting average is 295 which is legitimately the highest that i've ever seen from like a weekend starter any team that we've played that is the highest I've seen. Um, I don't really know the reason behind that. Like, that's that is absurd how high that is. Um, he throws strikes. Like, like I said, doesn't walk guys. He has eleven walks to forty-two strikeouts. Um, he he's gonna throw strikes. We just have to hit him. Like, I know that we're a team that likes to draw walks, but you know, if if you have a guy up there that's you know allowing a third of the batters that hit against him to, to get on base with hits. Like you just have to, you have to swing at these strikes and hit them. Um, I don't really know any other scouting report than that. Like that's wild. The 295 is crazy. He had a 10 um, out save against Southern Miss and the <laughs> super regional last year. Jeez. Southern Miss is poverty when the lights get bright. Um, yeah, I know we did see him twice in our series against them last year. I think he pitched in the middle game and went a third of an inning, four hits, four runs. Um, just a, a wild game for an offense that I didn't think could string hits together. Um, is and he, then he is he there, Casey Hunt? He very well could be. He's <laughs> tried starting. He's tried closing. He's tried everything. And, and now he's a starter out of desperation, like Casey was last year. Exactly. Um, we saw him in the in the third game of the series. I guess that would have been the either Saturday or Sunday game, and he got an, a clean inning there. But um, you know, a lot of these guys in our lineup have never seen him before. So um, you know, it'll be it'll be a little bit new, especially in a starting role. But you know, you got a guy that doesn't walk guys and gives up that many hits. Like you just got to hit him. Um, all right. What do we have on Saturday? Yeah, um, they will be throwing Xavier uh, Rivas. Rivas, yeah. Rivas. Um, and then we're going with the old Chevy. Um, with 20, Moving him back up from Sunday. Land, with 20,000 people in attendance. 
country music uh, coming afterwards. Landon Gartman's getting the start. Yeah, I know me and you had talked about Cade maybe should get the start, but I don't think Landon Gartman, like, I don't think his pulse ever goes up. Like, no, I think it stays at a at a warm, like, 67. Mm-hmm. At, a, at a warm, like, seven miles to the gallon, so... Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so this is their left-hand pitcher. Uh, a lot of people say this is their best. Their, like their best pitcher of of their group. Yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. a whole lot about him because I don't spend my Saturdays watching Ole Miss baseball for for good reason. You know. Yeah. Um, he started SEC play as our Sunday guy, and he moved up to Saturday in the last two weeks. He usually goes like five innings and gives up like. You know, like your average, like three runs. And he's um, he has started the only two SEC games that they've won. Lastly, last week against Arky was his best start. Uh, what was his stats in that one? Uh, let me just see. If I try not to watch my baseball team because they're bad, why would I watch their baseball team when they're also bad? Exactly. <laughs> He would have been their second game. He went started. six, um, two earned runs, five hits, uh, four, walked four, struck out six. Yeah. Struck out uh, six. Of their three starters, it seems like he's going to walk more than any of the others. He has 23 walks on the year. Um, but, mm, yeah, the, like I said, Doherty on Friday has 11 walks on the year, and then their Sunday guy has 16 walks on the year. So, of those three guys, Rebus has the most, but – um, so basically both of these guys are going to probably go like five and two thirds and then like get stretched a little bit too far and then give up like four runs and then they'll both sounds... be pulled and then some bad reliever will be put in and then he'll give up like all of those runs and Sound then familiar? we'll, it'll be like a tie ball game. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. there's your Saturday game script. Um, you heard it here first. Right. On to Sunday. Uh, <laughs> so just a little last thing on Revis. He does have a, a 5.22 ERA, which is very similar to their uh, Sunday guy, uh, who I'll get to now, JT Quinn. Uh, will be going against uh, Gerangelo Sanjay Sanja. Sanja. I got to get his name right. Gerangelo Sanja. Uh, so Sanja is being moved to the Sunday spot, so he'll be fully rested from... Uh, just a poor start last week in um, Tuscaloosa. Um, but Quinn is a right-handed pitcher. Uh, he became their Sunday guy two weeks ago, um, and he's gone five innings in both the Arkansas and A&M games that he's pitched in. Um, his ERA, 5.18. Um, so it, it just seems like, I mean, you're not going to see a shutdown starting pitcher from any team this week. If anybody could do it, it's Durangelo, um, who we'll see on Sunday for us. He has the highest ceiling of any pitcher that we that we're gonna throw out there to start, but you know, with him fully committing to the right arm, it's just I'm not really sure how it's gonna look. So, um, yeah, both pitching staffs kind of kind of beat up in the last two in the last two years. Ole Miss really feeling it now. Um, Our bullpen's you know, we're, better. We're, what? Our bullpen's better. Yeah, we do have a better bullpen. I, I'm I'm like willing to say that now. Yeah, I mean we have. Sierra, Holcomb. I don't Casey even Knight. need to say Sierra. 
<laughs> You're right, yeah. I mean, Holcomb, Casey Hunt, and Nate Dom are enough right now. I have Lofton. Um, Bradley Lofton, yeah. I mean, as long as you don't say Intima, I really am fine. Um, <laughs> but uh, really similar, I think, um, team pitching staffs, like starting pitching at least. I know we, we might have the edge in the bullpen. Um some names for their bullpen you might see this weekend, or you're pretty sure to see this weekend. Um, let me see. Mitch Morell, Mason Nichols. Mason Nichols, and then um, what is the guy? Uh, Sam Tukian. He's a name that I see a lot. He has 13 appearances on the year. Um, Kim Alderman, their, uh, their, their Hunter Hines, uh, made his first appearance on the mound against Alcorn State, um, and just threw meatballs to a team that can't hit them. Um, Cole Talbert, Cole Talbert, a West Jones guy, went to Pearl River's uh, Pearl River Community College. Um, he got an inning against Alcorn State, and he's kind of being rumored as a guy that might be gaining Bianco's trust uh, now. So could see him. Um, could see uh, Kemp Alderman, which would be wild. Please, um, please, show me Kemp Alderman. Alderman. <laughs> yeah. Um, so right now, just just looking at the two teams, we have the two worst pitching staffs ERA wise. Ole Miss has a has an ERA of five point six, uh, and Mississippi State has an ERA of six point four. We do let's go uh, high score. score. <laughs> we do score more runs than they do, um, but uh, I'm not gonna not gonna celebrate that because we have to score that many runs. Um, yeah, I mean we're 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 two really bad pitching staffs. This weekend is just gonna just gonna we're gonna have to prove that we have more depth than them, um, and I, I think we do. But it's just it's just up to us to to prove that. What if um, what if we get into these games and neither pitching staff plays like any amount of good? You're gonna see some nineteen to twenty games. So. That would be kind of fun. I'd I'd, I'd enjoy it. Um, so worst ERAs in in baseball, uh, area in SEC play, um, 183 batters. That's how many Ole Miss has walked. We've walked uh, or hit 248. So um, they definitely have the edge on that. They don't give up free bases as often as we do. We've got to be the worst in the country um, in that regard. Um, but at the stat that I pointed out earlier, we are 15 and one now in games where we walk five or less batters. So. Um, Cade and Landon Gartman Friday and Saturday just set the tone, just throw in strikes. And, you know, I know that, you know, Ole Miss has good hitters. Calvin Harris, Kemp Alderman, um, Jacob Gonzalez, they're guys that are all hitting north of 350. Ethan Groff is another guy. What about their veteran second baseman? Yeah. We can we can talk about him. Okay. Um, go go for it. All right. So Peyton Chatonier, um, a couple years ago known as like TikTok boy. Uh, well, I guess that was John Rice, but both of them made TikToks for their account. Um, yeah, he's he's been a starting SEC second baseman for since twenty twenty. Since twenty twenty, yeah, he was in the viral video of them spiking baseballs against Louisville. Um, he is currently batting zero point zero six one in SEC play. Yes. I just I kind of want to verify that real quick. Don't let him get hot. 
okay, 0.071. He has three oh, hits oh, in, yeah. in he got, 42 at-bats. He has that Marcel line. He has that Marcelo Zuna in him. So, um, I fully expect him to come out this weekend, have five home runs, um, not be retired one time on the weekend. So, um, we will be intentionally walking him with the bases loaded before this series is over. Um <laughs> to save face for our pitchers, but you know what? He, he's due. That's all I'll say. (laughs) Um, yeah, there you go. Um, Um, what about like the defensive lineman, um, that's like going to come in at some point in some uh, game. That's Um, like their, their little gimmick. Anytime they're in a blowout midweek game and he hits a home run every time, but yeah, he's betting a hundred. Really? Not a thousand. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, one thing I did think was interesting when I was looking at our stats compared to theirs, um, like, I, like we've mentioned, uh, their, their star pitcher, Kemp Alderman, um, who's actually just a starting outfielder who, once again, a gimmick in a blowout game he pitched the other day. Him and Hunter Hines really having a similar season. Um <laughs> Kim Balderman batting 359 to Hunter's 341. So he's got the edge there, but um, Hunter has 45 hits on the year. Kemp has 46. The only main difference in their stat lines is that Kemp has drawn um, 18 walks on the year. Hunter has drawn 12. So um, they strike out a very similar amount. They um, they have the same number of home runs, a very similar number of doubles. Like they are... It, they, these seasons look like mirror images of each other, like blind resume. I I would probably pick Kemp just because of the average, but like literally like everything just because else. Because of the ERA. <laughs> just because that zero ERA. Um, <laughs> dang, Hunter Hunter's struggling with that NA beside his. Um, but yeah, I mean, oh, Kemp does have four stolen bases to Hunter's zero. I wonder why Hunter doesn't have one. Um, and speaking of, that is one. That's one part of the game. I think we really do have an advantage on Ole Miss, and if we can get uh, Amani and Colton on base, just setting the table, um, they don't have uh, Hayden Dunhurst behind the plate anymore. Um, we can steal bases. We've got um, fifty-one stolen bases on the year. Amani and Ledbetter both have fifteen each. It's been a really big part of our offense, them setting the table and immediately getting into scoring position. Um, I think that's going to be huge for us. Ole Miss has 32 stolen bases on the year. Uh, Ethan Groff is their really only their main, th- like their only big threat in that department. He's got 12. Um, nobody else has double digits for him. So um, I'm not saying like we're going to be able to stop them more than they're going to be able to stop us. Like it's pretty much free reign on the base pass for either team if they want them. Um, if Luke is catching, but uh, I would assume I'd assume we'd have Ross Surely back there, Luke's right? Not gonna catch. What? Surely Luke's not going to catch, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Um, so I, I think we have the the edge in the in the stolen base department, especially with, if Ross is back there. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see that because it's it's a it's a aspect of Mississippi State baseball we've really been missing the past couple of years. Um, uh, Cameron James was our only big threat, and even 2021, like I don't remember T.A. stealing as many as he probably should have. Like he, I remember, you know, he stole several in Omaha against Vanderbilt, but like if he had done that all year, he could have 
had like Enrique numbers. But yeah. anyway, um, I think that's actually it for our Ole Miss review um, or preview. We, you know, pitching is going to be bad. So it, it's it's up to the offenses to, you know, pretty much just, I mean, obviously just outscore the other team because pitching – could very well just be a non-factor like these could both these could all three be double digit score games um and you know i just i don't really know what to expect because if we continue to get guys on base and leave them there you know we could get embarrassed this weekend but you know if we continue to get guys on base with amani and ledbetter um you know setting the table and Hunter Hines and our veteran guys that we have, you know, getting them in it, we could run away with this series and sweep it with no problem. Yeah. yeah. But Jack, I just need to ask you one thing. I was looking through our stats and um, okay. I was looking at our conference pitching. Um, I, I just want to ask this. Will you tell me um, Tyler Davis's, um, Conference ERA. Um, is it like eight, two sixteen? Jeez. Wait, like two hundred sixteen? Uh huh. Oh. Okay. Whip of ninety. What What games has he pitched in? I don't know. Vanderbilt? He pitched a third of an inning, or just didn't get outs. I think that was against Kentucky. And then I think he came in another one and didn't get an out. Oh, gosh. But I was just looking to compare against Yeah, I think he, he came because, in against um, Vanderbilt like, late in the game. Because Tookian, for them, his conference ERA is 10. And his whip is 2.94. Oh, gosh. And that's and like, like a name that I see in a lot. three appearances. Man. Seven walks. Yeah, this is this is gonna be a weird one. Um, <laughs> like, Jack, it's a three forty eight batting average against. Gosh, all right. Um, I'm gonna get you to start off on this. What is your, your prediction for the weekend? Um, this series is based solely in history. Um, for Ole Miss's demise. Um. I'm going to say we win the series just because it's also kind of funny to see Mississippi State fans sad. 20,000 people seeing their team lose and then staying after for a country music artist that they really don't even like that much would be low-key hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. So um, we win Friday and Sunday. Okay. Um, I don't know why I'm doing this. But I, you know what? I, I predicted us to sweep Kentucky. I predicted us to get a win against Vanderbilt. I'm I'm all I'm all sorts of unrealistic expectations this year. Um, I say we do the most heartbreaking thing to Ole Miss, and we lose Friday, but we come back and win the series just like we did last year. Um. And I'll, I'll even let them, like, 10-run rule us on Friday. I don't care. Good, thanks. I'll, yeah, like, save us two innings of pitching. Oh, no, you hit Tyson Harden. <laughs> oh, no, Logan Forsythe no. gave up a bomb to Kemp oh, Alderman. No. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm 
I think that's where I am. Lose Friday in any fashion. I don't care if it's heartbreaking or not. Um, and then we'll come back and win the Can next Can we talk two. about how losing Saturday would be hilarious, though? It would be awesome. I mean, not awesome. It would be hysterical, yeah. Um, I know we don't, haven't been doing this every week, but uh, just a breakout player. Um, Dakota. That was going to be mine. Uh, um, I'll take Luke, then. No, you, you can have no, Dakota. No, I'll, I'll take Luke. I'll take Luke. I, I also think, him. I also think, um, I mean, Hunter had a great series against Ole Miss last year. Kellum, I'm pretty sure, had a, a good series as well. I remember both those guys hitting home runs in game three at least. Colton Ledbetter, um, obviously this series probably doesn't mean much to him. He's not a state fan. I don't imagine grew up a state fan. Um, but he's just been kind of quiet. A home run against UAB the other day was his first in a while. I think I think we're going to see a Ledbetter bomb this weekend. Okay. So. That's that's my prediction. Dakota is probably gonna have three, but um, don't worry. Dakota and Luke back to back. It's gonna happen. When when our three main contributors are um, three Jackson area freshmen in Ross, Dakota, and Bryce Chance, somehow making an impact in the lineup, um, that's gonna be hilarious. That that we we got all those guys. Nolmus couldn't. <laughs> um, anyway, that's our preview of the Ole Miss series. We're going to um, speed through some ranked matchups and one mid-major matchup on, that we need. We are definitely looking forward to this weekend. Uh, one that already started, and we, we've seen the conclusion of game one. Uh, number 12, Kentucky at number one, LSU. Uh, LSU hit two grand slams, and um, I don't know if they run-ruled Kentucky, but the final score was 16-6. to six. Yeah, I don't know. but Kentucky out-hit LSU, so that matters. You're right. There we go. Um, yeah, I think it would have been a run rule because it was a 10-run game. Anyway, um, next game is number two, Wake Forest at number 10, Louisville. Louisville randomly good again, and Wake Forest just kind of waiting for them to... Wake Forest future frauds. Waiting for them to fall off. Um, probably the most anticipated matchup of the weekend is number six, South Carolina at number four, Vanderbilt. South Carolina kind of... Um, had the opportunity to beat LSU last week at home uh, or last weekend at home and then rain cut that series short. So um, they have another big opportunity to prove that they're a top 10 or top five team. Um, Vanderbilt 10 and one in conference play, which is just, or they're back. I guess 11 and one now. <laughs> just crazy. Uh, only lost to Missouri, obviously. Um, Next game is number 16, Tennessee, traveling to Fayetteville at number 5, Arkansas. Um, Tennessee gets to prove once again if they're frauds or not. Still don't really know. Um, and Arkansas, best team in the West, is just... Lost a little rock. Lost a little rock. 11-5 to five or something. Just like, not even close. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's how open the SEC West is, that the best team in the conference... Can just lose a midweek like that, no problem. And on the um, opposite end of the SEC West, Ole Miss can just lose the Memphis. Like, right. Yeah. After having like a, a really cool comeback to take the lead and be leading in the bottom of the. Night and then put the in like your actual closer, and then lose it. <laughs> Jeez. Um, yeah. I, why did we even predict Ole Miss to win one game? This is nuts. Um, <laughs> Dog, they are mid-major, <laughs> mid-major series of the weekend. Uh, I know it might sound weird, but number 20, UConn at Xavier. Um, 
They are both in the mid-major power rankings. Uh, UConn at number five in the mid-major and Xavier at number 23. That's rankings by 11.7 podcast. Um, yeah, I just I saw these two teams play, and I was like, Xavier's not good, right? And they're like 21-9 and nine or something. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give them the, the spotlight on this one. Maybe they can beat a ranked team at home. Can we get a Wichita State on the uh, mid-major? Yeah, I'll, I'll work on that next week. Okay, cool. I'll, 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 talk I'll, about get, with our, I'll get with our guy. <laughs> All right. So we are going to finish this episode off like we always do with uh, very few Instagram questions. But um, here we go. So first question is from Brooks Taylor, who asks, thoughts on football so far? What you got? Um, it's kind of weird how much different Arnett is as the head coach. Like everyone like thought he was like going to come in and kind of be like the, the a-hole that he was before mm-hmm. and like not talk to anyone. No, he's like kind of cool. He like seems kind of like a sweetheart. Like I, I, I kind of love him. Like, like he's, he's definitely not Mike Leach, like carrying on and answering stupid questions. Like I still don't think anybody should ask him advice for a wedding or something. But, like, in terms of just seeming like he enjoys talking to the media, like, he he's, he's kind of surprised me. He, he doesn't, like, hate it, so. Yeah, Um. in terms of, like, the team, uh, I'm not particularly excited about what our offense is going to look like, but um, personally, kind of excited to see Mike Wright in there a little bit. Um. He just seems like a total nerd, and I love it. So academic weapon, academic weapon, Mike Wright. Um, but yeah, I'm. I'm. When I say I'm not excited about what it's going to look like, I, I don't know. We just I was got excited. used to the air raid. I was excited about the air raid when it started. Like this one does doesn't have a cool name. So, um, but the thought of Tulu getting the ball, not on, not just having to catch passes, you know, three times a game, is kind of intriguing. So. Jet sweeps seem kind of fun. Um, last question comes from Jess Cooley, uh, and it's very relevant. Uh, what are Arsenal's chances of holding off Manchester City to win the Premier League? And that's going to do it for Going for Two with Jack Taylor. My name is Hunter Two. And... <laughs> uh, I'm just checking the Premier League table real quick. Um, I almost started the music. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Arsenal's probably going to blow it, like always. Am I right? Oh um, man, uh, pay, uh, Arsenal, um, am I M- right? Mbappe. <laughs> All right, so that is going to do it for this episode <laughs> of Going for Two with Jack Taylor. We are super excited for Super Bulldog Weekend, as we've said. Um, we cannot wait to be back with you guys on Monday morning to, to recap the Ole Miss series. If we lose, we will not be back, probably. Just kidding. Um, but uh, yeah, enjoy the weekend of watching baseball, doing whatever or doing whatever you're doing. But until next time, um, hail state, and we'll see you back at Going for Two with Jack Taylor. Thanks. Luke, I'm glad that your team lost. They think that they're getting an after show.
So welcome to the after show, everyone. Um, today we are going to be talking about. Um, I don't know. Did you already click off of it? No. I thought you did. No, I didn't. I meant to, but I didn't. I thought about clicking off of it, but we're still live. <clears throat> um, any any baseball? Any baseball stuff? Uh, Brent Rooker, um, three home runs in the past two days. Yeah. Speaking of Rooker, uh, my dog is sitting right beside me and didn't make noise the whole time. Oh, what a good, good boy, job, Rooker. Every time I'm, every time I come to your house, I'm gonna like misgender your dog. He's and like, gonna be so confused. And like, you're gonna look at me like awkward, like as like every like dog owner does when someone like obviously like. Says, oh, what's oh, his name? Yeah. It's a she. <laughs> oh, you're such a cute girl. How did you just assume? Like, <laughs> all Yorkies are girls. Um, same with Golden Doodles, even though I have a boy one. All wiener dogs are girls. Yeah, I can't. Can't explain it. Don't want to. Okay, see y'all. See ya. <laughs>